Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. And we're sorry that we had an unexpected break. Uh, (laughs) We started the season and just left. Shauna's computer died, and it's really hard to record a podcast when you can't hook your mic up and like do all the stuff you need to do with your sound equipment. So, But we're coming back with a bang. We have a guest that we have had to reschedule three times now, (laughs) but (laughs) she's going to be so worth it. We were just telling her that she's perfect for this podcast. Um, So this is Emily Lex, and... We're so glad you're here. Yes, Welcome. We are. Thank you. It finally worked. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad that you're really laid back too. So it's not like, well, now I'm booked up for the next six months. So Oh gosh. No. Yeah. Can't come back. That again. wouldn't work out well. <laughs> it's you so know, timing you is everything. It's timing it you know, matters. Yep. It really is. So if you don't know Emily Lex, you should just like Real quick, pull her up on Instagram. It's at Emily, just the traditional spelling, E-M-I-L-Y, Lex, L-E-X, studio. Yeah. And just take a look at what she does, just so you know, like, what we're talking about. (laughs) And you'll see a bunch of really beautiful watercolor art. And um, But the cool thing is, is that's not what she's always done. So I... We wanted to have her on to share the story about how she has evolved creatively because it's yeah. so inspiring. I got to watch it as it happened, which was so cool. <laughs> so share with us like how you started your creative business. Yes. And then we'll talk about like where you went from there. Because we remember. <laughs> we were there. We do. I, you know, I think probably my creative journey is probably more similar to other people's. And I actually, like, as I'm thinking through, I started doing custom stationery right out of college. Mm -hmm. Um, It was during a time when, um, do you remember when, when like invitations were vellum and ribbon and lots of layers? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I started doing that and I found um, some like high end Christmas card clients, which is so weird. So I, I'm not really much of a name dropper, but I'm going to say that I did Bill and Melinda Gates Christmas cards for like wow. seven years. <laughs> wow. so That's so random, random like, and awesome. So random. <laughs> you can, you can drop that name. I know. That's okay. I, know. I had a, um, I had a non-disclosure for a lot of years, but I think I'm free of that now. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's hope so. Um, yes. I know such a weird job. So I graduated from college with a degree in child and family psychology and then started making stationery. Um, yep. And then do something totally different. Right? Totally different. Yep. And yeah. I had um, my first son when I was 25. So I was just, I wanted to be a mom and stay home, but this gave me the ability to do something really creative. It was very part-time work, but um, because I was doing such a mass number of Christmas cards, it like we could spread out that income and call it like a part-time income. Yeah. Um, so I started there and then uh, I heard about blogs and my husband is, he 
loves online digital marketing and always has. So he's like, Emily, you should start a blog. So I'm like, okay, I don't, let's start a blog. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and, um, so I started that. I actually started two blogs. I started one that was called Jones design company. So that was the name of my stationary company because my maiden name was Jones. So I started that before I was even married and mm-hmm. just kept it with me and called it Jones design company. It was also during a time when we wouldn't share our actual names. Yeah. And so I do remember which that. Maybe it's where Miss Mustard Seed came from. And then Shauna, what was yeah. your first blog? In, uh, perfect, perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was like we all just named our blog something that was not our yeah. actual name. <laughs> um, and so I had two blogs. I had one that was like a personal blog that I was going to, it was called Lex Industries. And that's like where I shared about our family to the people who we knew. And then mm-hmm. I had my public blog Jones Design Company. I quickly learned that I am not a compartmental person and it did not work for me. (laughs) So I just put it all into one. And um, because Jones Design Company was a public blog, I was like, I'm just going to put it on there. And I think it maybe just hit at the right time in blogging. It was pretty early on-ish. It was too, let's see. I was, it was before I was pregnant with Audrey. It's her birthday today. She's 11. So it was like, probably 12 years ago, maybe that I started Mm -hmm. and a lot of mommy bloggers and a lot of just lifestyle bloggers and link ups, Mm -hmm. like show us your living room. And, um, and I loved it so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it just gave me a chance to be creative. Like I was already doing stuff in our home and creative things and doing stationery. And I started selling art prints kind of early on when you would combine like art and scripture and it wasn't uh-huh. like eagles soaring in mountains, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I started doing that early and it just kind of snowballed into this business venture. Um, Ryan, my husband, he hung out in the online marketing world and he just would be like, okay, subscriptions are a really big thing happening over here. Why don't we see mm-hmm. if we can do that for your business? Uh, classes are a really big deal. What, it, what could you teach? And so yeah. we just, created this online business. Um, I was, it was heavily on the back of the blog. So I was doing probably uh, my posting schedule was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, you know, as Pinterest came on and then Instagram came on, I just, it just like kept kind of growing into like whatever it would grow into. Um, and then, and it, and it was, it was so much fun. We did a lot of like house projects and fashion and life Mm -hmm. and, Um, but my very favorite posts were always the ones where I shared a little more personally. I always called them journaly posts. And little did I know that that was kind of like the direction that my heart was needing to take is like a little less of a lifestyle stuff. I I went through a big, like, um, identity. I I didn't, I hate to call it identity crisis, but (laughs) it was kind of that, like, who am I actually? And, um, and kind of growing through that and what that required and and what it cost a little bit was that I closed down Jones Design Company it just was like I felt like I had done the work that needed to be done there and mm-hmm. my heart was kind of moved to some new creative things so um I wrote a book I also wrote a wrote and illustrated a children's book that comes out this fall and it just was like I felt this um need and this calling to just be an artist and I think I was always a little nervous about just calling myself an artist mm-hmm. and maybe didn't trust that I was actually a good artist. I just was creative. <laughs> but when you actually are like, oh, maybe if I practice my art, 
then you get better at it. <laughs> and <laughs> it has just, it has been the best. It, so that, anyway, I don't know if that's a very <laughs> clean journey, but that's where I am. No, I, <laughs> no, I think is. that's great. And I think one thing that you sort of shared through that is you've really been evolving the whole time. Just it was a, a lot more maybe behind the scenes kind of evolving. And whereas once you started, so you started a watercolor journey where mm -hmm. you said, I'm going to do one watercolor each day for a year mm -hmm. and share it on Instagram. And just so tell us about that, because I think that I at least from watching from the outside, I see that as like the springboard that's now led into the your new um, book that's coming out freely and lightly and then your children's book and yeah. then I mean, it sounds like you're getting requests all the time for more watercolor books for children and more art watercolor classes and prints. And can we get the tissue paper that you sent your books out in? And can, <laughs> so it seems like it's just really kind of opening up the door to all sorts of opportunities where you can be the artist that you've kind of envisioned and that you wanted to be. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a mom, a teacher and an artist. And so I think I've always just done creative things. And so you think that that is what it means to be an artist. But this particular journey of doing those daily watercolors, it, mm -hmm. it was not a, it was not a preemptive thought. It was like, I woke up on January 1st, 2019. <laughs> and I was like, what, how can I, what is, how can I be different here? Because I, a couple months previously, I just, it was like a very clear thing that happened in my spirit was like, you need to be an artist. You need to be doing your art and learn what it means yeah. to be an artist. And so on January 1st, I woke up and normally like my, what I have done is I take a lot of pictures of pretty things and put them on Instagram. And I, for some reason was like, what if I painted the pretty thing? Like just the normal everyday yeah. things. What if I painted them instead and shared it on Instagram instead of taking a picture of it? And that's like, that's all it was. It was like, let's yeah. see if I can do it. I don't know. It was not well thought out. It, I had no idea how much work it was going to be or if I was going to love it or how I would fit it into my life. Um, yeah. It just felt like the right next step. So I started on January 1st and I painted a little thing. It, they, they're on like very small pieces of paper. So it makes it very doable. I can finish it in about 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it just became, I loved it so much. I mean, it was a lot of work to do a whole year yeah. of them, 365, but it became kind of part of my daily routine. And the thing about watercolor, I think you like, even with the, the, what's it called? Artist mediums that you guys use also, yeah. you have to just be very present. You can't, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. and so that's part of what I think was like the spiritual practice of it for me was like, it was 20 minutes of me just being present with this thing that was being created. Yeah. And whether I loved it at the end or not, it just was like this really sweet time of creating. And yeah. that's where I sort of learned more about what it means to be an artist is paying attention and noticing something that's beautiful and then capturing it in your own kind of unique style. And yeah. then like it's that process that's so mm. valuable and beautiful. And then you get to share it and yeah. it kind of, at that point, it's like you're sending it out. And of course you want people to like it, but it almost doesn't matter because you've already done the work yeah. of that art. Yeah. 
I totally love that because I think that that's, you know, we spend a lot of time talking in um, our mentoring group and then just coaching in general. And and one of the things that I would say, and Marianne, you tell me if you disagree, but I think it comes up so much like, what do I do? What do I follow? Which road, you know, and it then leads to a lot of either unproductive, like just being unproductive or being unfulfilled and all that stuff, you know, that comes along with us feeling lost, you know. And so I love hearing that, that you, that you just had the thought and you loved it. I'm doing something fun and silly like that right now. And I feel Mm -hmm. it. It feels right. It feels good. And I really, while I have goals, you know, that I'd love to see met one day, it just matters to me that it's happening inside of me, you know? And so I think that that's another, you know, that's just one more story, folks, (laughs) Um, of, you know, of ways that we, when we show up and try to just pursue things that are really natural to us and that we're curious about, you know, you just really never know where they're going to lead. And if nothing else, like you said, it's doing something for you, you know, and that is just, I don't know, that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. I know. I've had people asking like, are you going to keep doing it? Are you going to do it again? And th- that was in 2019. And so I didn't do it in 2020, which thankfully, cause that year would have been a really difficult one. <laughs> right. uh, and I'm not doing it right now. And maybe I'll do it again, but I also just kind of feel like um, maybe we're tempted to find a really good structure that you have to stick to. And yeah. I just think that that was for a season and right. that's okay. Yeah. And I might yeah. never do a painting a day again. I might do yeah. a painting a week and call that good. And that's okay. So, yeah. and then my work has changed too. So in the last fall, I was illustrating a children's book. So I was painting all day long. It just looked different and I wasn't sharing yeah. it because it's, yeah. But I, but I think that that year really prepared me just for the, like the enjoyment and the discipline and the value in just that, that creation yeah. was, it was, it was awesome. And yeah. yeah. So when did you, cause I remember when you first started sharing them mm-hmm. and you were getting, you know, positive response and all, but I do remember seeing like you were a little tentative in sharing it. And then it was so fun to see um, I don't just kind of this confidence emerge. Can you share like when you started feeling that shift? Was it something that you noticed or was it just something that like, you know, one day you felt tentative about it and then the next day you're like, I'm a watercolor artist. <laughs> I'm going to illustrate a children's book. Like how did, yeah. it, how did that process happen for you? Well, watercolor it really wasn't new to me. I um, watercolored a map of our wedding invitations 20 years ago. So I've always yeah. loved watercolor. I just haven't practiced it over the years as much as I probably could have. Um, yeah. So I was a little tentative at the beginning and I feel like I was still tentative at the very end and I'm still tentative <laughs> now, but every single time it's still there. It's still there. It's like, like I, I, I think I've grown in confidence of the more you do it, the more you're like, okay, I think I could do this every single time I sit down though. And the way that I paint is I always use a picture because I just, I can't paint from my imagination. So I'm always referring or referencing a picture, um, usually just on my phone. And so like, if I paint, um, 
a toothbrush and toothpaste. First, I'll go find that toothbrush and toothpaste and put it on my desk and take a picture of it, and then I'll paint it. I, I can't just like paint it. But I'm not wait. Actually, we're going to be talking about that in a in a future podcast because Sean and I were having that conversation, and I'm like, I need a reference. I can't just like, hey, just make up and paint these things. Yeah. Whereas Shauna paints completely from her imagination, much more in abstract and capturing kind of a feeling and so it's so interesting how different people work so we're going to yeah. be talking about that more later well and my son is a really good artist he's 15 and he paints all for he he does more like kind of cartoony people and he does it all from imagination and so we'll play a little game sometimes on his ipad where um what does he call it add-on where he draws one thing and then i draw one thing and then he draws one thing it's a super fun game to play with your kids, but um, <laughs> he's so good at it. He's like, mom, that's not what a body would look like, or that's not what an arm would look like or whatever. And I'm like, it's because I don't have a photo to look at. I don't know how to do this. Right. Um, but anyway, okay, we're talking about timidity in the art. So for me, I start with a photo pretty much every single time. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to turn out or not. And pretty much every single time it it finishes and I'm like, I didn't know I could do that. Like I surprised myself every single time I paint. Do you feel like that? Does that happen to you? I definitely do. I think every time I approach a painting, I have these feelings of this is probably not going to turn out. It's probably not going to be good. I'll give it my best try. Uh (laughs) And usually about halfway through, I'm like, yep, I was right. This is probably not going to turn out. And then as I get closer to finishing, I'm like, I can't believe I, I did that. Like it, that's what came out of me. And even when I look at paintings that I'm really proud of, I sort of think like, I probably couldn't do that again. Uh, yeah. I think that was just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so interesting how we create this narrative mm-hmm. that's really not grounded in any kind of truth, but mm-hmm. it just is, um, kind of that, that inner critical voice, um, which, criticizing is just so easy. It's easy to do that to ourselves because all it has to say is that's bad. Mm -hmm. That's not good. You're not good. It doesn't have to invent or create anything new. And that that's what we have to do for ourselves. And I think that's really how you silence that voice or at least, at least quiet it, at least make it so it's not so loud is by um, that repetition of creating over and over again. So you can say, I'm a watercolor artist because I've painted every single day right. for 365 right. days. Yeah. And I produced them all. And like maybe some of them were just like a little bit of magic and luck thrown in. But that that can't be the case of all of them. Yeah. And you used a lot of them in your in your book, Freely and Lightly, right? Yes. Those are, a lot of those are from the your daily challenge. Yeah. I mean, it worked out so well. I, I had already signed my book contract before 2019. So I, I knew, did I, or I didn't sign it yet. I knew it was, there were talks. And so I knew at some point, like, I'm probably going to want to add some art to my book. So I should be practicing and like getting better at this so that I can illustrate for the book and for the children's book. And then it turned out that like the, the daily paintings turned out so much better than I would have expected that I was able, I had a whole, I have a whole catalog of 365 paintings. They're not all of them are my favorites. Then they certainly didn't all make it in to the book, but, um, 
but it was amazing the way that it worked out because it saved me so much work by spreading it out every single day for a year. It was like by the end of that year, I had all of, almost all of the art that I needed for the book um, and so much more confidence to be able to create the other little pieces that I needed to add. It, it was such a great practice for so many reasons. Also, just to add on to what you were saying about that critic, I think that the, the, I hope that when listeners who are also artistic or maybe feel like they can't, like they're not very good or they don't do it like the other artists or they're not as good of an oil painter as Marion or they can't do an abstract thing like Shauna or watercolor like Emily or whatever, it like, we're all kind of surprised at what we can create and we wouldn't know unless you actually sit down and create. And so part of it is like, let the, let the, let your style come out of you. And the only way it's going to do that is if you actually sit down and try to make something. <laughs> yeah. We had Jean Oliver on here um, last season and she talked about practicing your way into your style. And I've found that with my own work as well. I've seen that with your work, how this very clear style of yours just emerged from the repetition of creating over and over again. And, um, it was so fun to follow. It was one of my favorite things to check on every day was to see what did Emily paint today? Cause it, it was just, it was fun to follow that, that journey and that evolution. And I think also you've been a really good example how I think some creatives can be afraid to evolve and change. They've had, I think it's easy to camp out in a place where you've had success and be afraid to move into a new area where you're maybe a beginner or maybe you have to prove yourself again in that market, even if you're not a beginner, but it's new, you're, you're new at sharing it with everybody. Um, and it's hard to do that when you have customers, followers, uh, you know, devoted readers, all of that. Um, so can you talk about that sort of evolving with an audience and how you invited your audience into your new direction kind of what that was like yeah it's it's a little scary so when I when I, I mean I didn't actually close down the blog but I stopped blogging and took took a little time of just quiet and then relaunched a new website so it's a whole new website it's now emilylex.com and I just decided like it's time for me to just own my name and be who I am so it's funny to go from right. Jones to now I'm Emily Lex. People still kind of think of me as Emily Jones, which is fine too. Um, but I think that was a really important thing for me to just put my name, my actual real name on it yeah. instead of yeah. my business name. Um, and I knew that I was going to lose some followers and I did absolutely because there were people who came to Jones design company for home stuff and for fashion yeah. stuff and for, the conversation that we had for all of those years to then shift to a little more about faith and a little more about art. And just, um, there's a, there's a group of people who that wasn't the message that they wanted. And so yeah. recognizing that you're going to lose people, that's hard when every, you know, when those vanity metrics are so important and how many followers mm -hmm. do you have and how many email subscribers, yeah. but we lost about half of our email subscribers and that's tough, but yeah. It also kind of felt yeah. like the, um, to hold on to something that I wasn't, that my heart wasn't into, I would lose those followers eventually. Right. Because yes, yeah. they would, they yes. would know that that's, that, that just wasn't where I was going to be. And I, I just, I can't, I'm way too hard on my sleeve, genuine 
genuineness is so important to me that I just, I don't think I could fool anyone <laughs> by yeah. doing it. Um, so was it the best business move? No, hundred percent. No. And, um, it killed our income for a long time and lost followers, but my heart feels so free right now to be mm -hmm. doing this work that we're doing. And then now yeah. to see the opportunities and the excitement, um, just, I just, it feels like that was a hundred percent the right thing for me to do, even though business wise, it probably wasn't. Man, I totally well, get that. You, yeah. I want Shauna to respond to that. Cause I know, well, both of us have gone through that, but I know Shauna has really felt that recently from transitioning from home blogging into yeah, just other things. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, you know, it's funny that you said that, you know, and I didn't realize that about you. So that makes you even cooler. Um, but I think that it's, it is a really scary thing. Now, when I stopped blogging, I just, I had already shifted away from blogging, you know, every week. So then when it was time to step away, I stepped away. <laughs> so I just sort of uh, stopped blogging for. I know for, I lost you for a long time. Four <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Four years dealing with uh -huh. life, becoming yeah. a person, you know? Um, and it was, it was a really difficult decision, but like you just said, my heart is too on my sleeve and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't talk about pillows. And to be honest with you, not that there's anything wrong with that. Y'all know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. At the place I was at, the season yeah. I was in. But to be honest, I also, it was not the right or appropriate time to talk about all the heart stuff either because it was too big and it was too scary and it was too much. And so it was yeah. just time to to do something different. I needed kind of stability, you know, and even though the income and the blog itself and the brand itself had been really stable, it still felt like so much on my shoulders alone uh, that it was just time, you know. And so then the break was so long, though, that um, I didn't even, I reached a point where I thought, I'll never go back. I'll never, I won't ever do it again. I'll write for myself and that'll be enough. And I am grateful because it was a gift because I do have a different perspective on <laughs> just achievement and success and followers and all that malarkey in a way that I don't think I ever would have gained if it had been responsible for my income the way it had been. Um, so it was a total gift, but it, it is such a shift. It's a really delicate balance. And now over the last, I would say especially this last year, starting last year, um, you know, I'm writing again. Now it's finally more consistent where it's, I'm sharing it consistently. Um, and it's been, it's a totally different thing now. And it is slow. It is a slow rebuild. I told Andrew the other night, I feel like now I have to work twice as hard to get what used to be handed to me. And I know that that may make me my older self sound bad, but it's true. And maybe that's a valuable thing for people to know that some of us don't have this linear, you know, start to, to finish that is this gradual, slow, uphill climb. Some of us, I mean, it's a dang roller coaster, you know, and, and building a life you love first and hopefully a business along the way. I mean, sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's tough. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that with um, 
you know, my kids are 17, 15, 13, and 11. Yeah. And they, um, while a few of them would probably love to have me post about them because they would love for people yeah. to know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it is like, those aren't stories that you can now share with yeah. the internet. And so yeah. I think about just the seasonal nature of the work that we did when our kids were little. Yeah. It was good and appropriate for that time. And it's not good and appropriate for this time. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. there needs to be this allowance to to grow and change and move. Yeah. And I think for the followers who just still want Shauna to, to repaint yeah. your furniture, like that's just not what you do anymore. No. And they still <laughs> want me to share about, you know, like what I'm wearing each fashion, each season. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, that's just not what I want yeah. to talk about. I totally resonate with yeah. you that the stuff going on in my heart felt so important that, but, but I wasn't, I didn't want to share it real time. And so yeah. there was this little gap of where I couldn't talk about pillows anymore, even yeah. though I love pillows, but yeah, I didn't right. I still love a good pillow going on in my heart, <laughs> yeah. but I couldn't share what was going on in my heart. So it was just this, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. So, I mean, I yeah. love that you feel the same way. as I do. Totally. It's, it's weird hard. too, especially mm -hmm. because I think Again, it goes back to, and I think about like how people listening, you know, will hear it. It's, there's just such an expectation around this is what a, a successful, and I'm doing quotes, <laughs> um, journey looks like. <laughs> air, yeah, air I'm air quoting everybody. Um, and it's just, that's just not, there is no standard for that, you know, uh, because when I said that to Andrew the other night, he said, you know, he said, yeah, but were you as happy? And I said, yeah, sometimes, mm -hmm. but no, no, not really. You know, I was not, mm -hmm. there was a lot that I was doing out of, now I never felt like I just chased what I thought would be just successful. It did need to feel successful to me, but I still think that I was way more influenced by what I quote needed to do than I am now. And mm -hmm. that part feels good. And I think for you know, for creatives or creative business owners who find themselves in that place, it's so important for them to know that that's normal. That's not just a detour doesn't mean like a broken road. You know, it doesn't mean that you're um, that you're not going to wind up where you want to go. And look, I have to tell myself that all the time now, because there are plenty of times that I think, man, what did I do? I just blew it all up. <laughs> Yeah, I just blew it up, you know. But did you did you fire your husband in the process? Because that was rough too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say early on, like, what a hus a handy husband to have, somebody who's in digital marketing. Yeah. So yeah. that's so funny. You had to fire him. Well, yeah. not really. It's just I closed all of his work down. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. we're building things. But back he's got up. lots of new stuff to work on, yeah. right? Yeah, With like, you've yes. got a book to promote yeah. and classes that you're doing, yes. and you're doing prints yes. and all that's note cards fun. and all sorts yeah. of fun, yes. you know, other things, yeah. you know, and it, I think that, um, what I'm hearing a lot too is we kind of be can become trapped in our own mm -hmm. in our own creations. We sort mm -hmm. of you know create something. It's successful, and I think it would have been really easy for you, Emily, to get stuck with mm -hmm. um, you know just making Christmas cards mm -hmm. your whole life. Yeah. Like that could have 
and wedding invitations. Mm-hmm. Like you could have gotten stuck there. Any one of us could have gotten stuck in, in a certain stage, but we all grow and evolve. And, and yeah. you, I think it's such a gift to yourself mm-hmm. to allow that growth and evolution, even when it might feel a little disjointed or mm-hmm. be a, a little bit of a challenge, whether you're, mm-hmm. you have customers who are going to be disappointed because all of a sudden, like you're not painting the same exact thing over mm-hmm. and over again, or, or your blog followers or social media followers, followers are going to be disappointed because you're not talking about the same old thing. You're shifting your focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, you, you have to allow yourself to create yeah. authentically. Yeah. And I think, so Emily, can you, I think it's a good segue into your book because I yeah. know expectation and kind of, you know, living f- it, the name of the book is freely and lightly. So mm-hmm. kind of giving, um, you know, the, the, well, the, I'll just, the subtitle of the <laughs> book is God's gracious invitation to a life of quiet confidence. I was trying to like rewrite that. There's yeah. no reason <laughs> to, because it's, it. it's already <laughs> written so well. <laughs> But can you tell us about that book and kind of, you know, where that came from and um, just a little, uh, I guess, an audio preview of what people would would get if they if they purchase their book. I haven't had a chance to, like, really dive in and read the whole thing, but stuff that I've read, like um, number seven, measuring up. I mean, there's just so many little good stories and nuggets of wisdom in here, but can you tell, tell sure. us about it? Yeah. I mean, a huge part of it, uh, Sean, I'm assuming that you kind of went through a little similar thing where it's like the, the Emily of Jones design company blogging days, those were really good days, but then mm-hmm. it came a point where I recognized in myself in lots of different ways. Jones design company was part of it and the business work that I was doing was that I was looking at all of that stuff to give me value and Mm -hmm. I needed the attention and the accolades and the what's next and how, what else can I fill myself with? And it just, I came to a point, um, I'm 42 now, this kind of happened when I was 35. So over the last seven years, I've had this like journey of recognizing I have all of these things that I've wanted in my life and I'm still unsatisfied. And why is that? (laughs) Why is my soul so tangled up and so bound and so anxious and so worried about what other people think? And why am I so insecure when from the outside, I I could not come up with a better life for myself. And I know some people go through it in different times. Like it's maybe they go through a divorce or they have some sort of loss. And that's what brings them to this point. For me, it was, I'm so thankful that it was God kind of stirring up these I call it like a slow waking up. It was like, I was waking up to the fact that I was just um, grabbing on so tightly to the things in life that were never meant to satisfy Mm -hmm. truly the longing of my heart. And so that's what this book freely and lightly is about is just kind of what that journey looked like for me of first of all, recognizing that I wasn't fine, even though everything on the outside looked fine. Mm -hmm. And then this kind of letting go of, of the things that were holding me really bound. So insecurity and distraction, comforts, um, comparison. And then um, it's a faith-based book. So it's a book about the, then replacing all of those things with the truth of who God is and who he says Mm -hmm. I am. So that now I can live my life with the gifts that he's given me, but I can offer them freely to the world without 
needing them to give me something in return. And it's just an absolute shift in heart posture. And um, I talk a lot about rest. I think it's easy to think of rest as like taking a nap or eating good chocolate or taking a bath and like all those (laughs) things that are really good, but those things will not satisfy. They might temporarily make us restful, but the rest that I'm really, um, I really care deeply about and what I think Jesus really offers us is a soul deep rest. And that's just kind of, that's like what I've experienced and what I'm so excited to tell other people about that, Mm -hmm. um, that living from that place of constantly looking to our life to satisfy and then finding that it doesn't, it just, it wears you out. And I was exhausted and, um, and that there's such hope if that's where you find yourself, there is such hope that it doesn't have to stay that way. So that's my book. That's my story. (laughs) Mm. That sounds like a good one. (laughs) And I think one that a lot of people can relate to, I think that some of those feelings are kind of magnified with social media because I don't know, just everything is so much more in our faces. And I know that's voluntarily, we're the yeah. ones who pick up the phone or go on the computer, but it it's, it's just a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. to kind of compare mm-hmm. and to, um, to feed those feelings that might be there anyway. Um, so yeah. also the book itself is just really a beautiful book. <laughs> I would... <laughs> It's so pretty. I mean, of course, all of the illustrations, but it's just a really beautiful book. I think that a lot of people would find it really encouraging, just a good little pick me up with, and then with Emily's like just happy little watercolors. I know. I need to um, pre order a copy. I haven't done I it. I know. Yet. Well, Sean, I'll send you one. I, the thing that's so funny about it is like, the the title is Freely and Lightly, and it has all of this beautiful watercolor artwork. And, um, visual like visual things are so important to me I really care deeply about how things look and and beauty um but the story is not like a fluffy story you know like it's not just like an easy it's there's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of like vulnerability in this book so I hope that it's a really sweet juxtaposition of like there there it is hard to recognize in yourself when you are really insecure when you struggle with comparison but but i hope that then it will give you a chance to like take a deep breath when you can turn the page and there's like a picture for you to like pause on for a second still have it be (laughs) i'm sure a pretty experience so (laughs) that was our that was our goal for the book hopefully (laughs) yeah that's awesome. So it's it's available for pre-order now. And for people who are like, I I don't know if it's a book for me, not sure, then they can get the first three chapters on your website for free just to look through it and which is yeah. I love it when books oh, offer that. So you can really see like, is this something I really want to have on my shelf? Yeah. Am I gonna visit revisit it enough? Yeah. Like yeah. does so my where can they find that? Does my voice resonate with you? Does my yeah. resonate? And because if it doesn't, that's okay. Like this doesn't have to be a book for everyone. But yeah, I wanted to give yeah. people the opportunity to test drive it, see if it's the right yeah. book. Yeah. So where can they get that? Oh, sorry. They can get it from emilylex.com. It's just right there okay. on the front page. Yeah. Okay, okay, perfect. Because I, I think I, I love that you were offering that. I think that's such a great idea. So then people know like, okay, wow, yes, she's in my she's in yeah. my head. I yeah. need to get the book. Yeah. Um, or maybe find, you know, find that message from someone mm-hmm. you resonate with more. So totally. either way. Totally. Um, what about so let's talk about some of the other 
um, things that you're doing? Because you have a lot of other stuff going on with watercolor classes and prints and cards. So can you kind of give us a rundown of like where people can take a look at your art, if they can purchase it anywhere, if they're interested in a class, or I know you've offered watercolor books in the past. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of, though. So I feel like I'm kind of tiptoeing back into the world of like, okay, let's, let's offer some more things. So it's been yeah. really fun <laughs> to just, and we're doing it slowly this time instead of that pressure to like, okay, people are asking for a class. We better get a class out. Like, I just want to be really intentional. Yes, I love so that. we do have a couple of classes. We have, um, I have a just basic watercolor class. And then a watercolor for kids class, which is so fun, especially with all those kids staying home <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. It's been so helpful. Uh, and then, and so that's all, you, I mean, all this stuff you can just find at emilylex.com. It's all there. And then we're just kind of slowly rolling out some new products. I think as you, I'm realizing like, oh, when you're an artist, people want your art. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yes. I should probably offer it. Uh, and so I'm, we're going to start offering some, um, really beautiful art prints pretty soon. I have some little scripture cards that are wonderful. And then I have watercolor workbooks that are, um, made for anyone who wants to do watercolor, but I pre-sketched the things and then you can paint in kind of like a coloring book, but it's with watercolor and I'll continue to develop more of those this year. So, um, the tissue paper that I included with my, with the book that I sent out to some of my online friends, uh, people have been really wanting that tissue paper. So I would love to have a wrapping paper line and tissue paper. So yes, we'll see. You know, my, my heroes, my art heroes growing up were Mary Inglebright and Susan Branch. And mm-hmm. so I'm, you know, I like, could I possibly have wrapping paper like Mary Inglebright? That'd be amazing. So we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. We're just... Yes. That tissue was super cute. I was like trying as carefully as I could to not rip it. And then I, I've actually like folded it up and I put it in my like papers drawer for papers mm-hmm. that I could reuse for other yep. things. Yep. Um, and I, I thought that exact thing, like, man, girls got to come out with some tissue and wrap right. paper. I would be all over that. Um, I but I heard you say the tissue paper was pretty, it was re- prohibitively expensive. It is so expensive. So oh. But I'm sure you'll be able to find a way to make at least the wrapping paper happen. I know there's a lot of places you can get get that done. But um, yeah, it's exciting to watch. It's it's exciting to watch you grow as an artist and and just watch you allow yourself to evolve. That's been Mm -hmm. so fun for me to follow over the years. Thank you. And I hope that it it gives a little bit of... um, I don't know if this is too like pompous of me to say, but I hope it gives others permission to go slowly and to, even though there, there are opportunities, like there's a million opportunities, doesn't mean every opportunity is the right one for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think this time around, it kind of feels like now I have a second career and this time around, I just want to be a little slower about it. Oh my gosh. I just feel like you're speaking my love language. I (laughs) I really do. Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. Go ahead. Is it... It, you know, is it financially the smartest thing? Not necessarily. Yeah. Cause if you have an opportunity, you're like, I got to do it because right now yeah. is a chance. But I just truly believe that as I continue to like, just do the next straight thing, it will work out and it will be fine. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I hope that that's encouraging as other people are kind of watching this thing. I just feel like I'm not moving from this like frantic, Oh my gosh, I got to like stake my claim right now. I'm just trusting that 
when wrapping paper works out, it will work out. Yeah. And I can't wait for that. Like that will be so fun, but that's not the thing I'm working on today. So <laughs> when yeah. it gets to it, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I love that. And I think that's a great encouraging message mm-hmm. because what is so prevalent out there is like, hustle, do more, do more, accept Mm -hmm. the opportunities. When is this going to happen? Push on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I know Sean and I have talked about that a lot where you just start to, you just miss all the goodness because Mm -hmm. you're so busy looking to the next thing and going to the next thing and rushing and hurrying. And, Mm -hmm. and it's hard to, to just stop and celebrate and even Mm -hmm. to stop and ask like, is this really what, what I, I want to be doing? Or yeah. did I just kind of get swept away and this is where I've yes. washed up? Mm-hmm. Is this is this what I want to be doing? Uh, mm-hmm. So I think to encourage people in that, and especially people who are starting out uh, or reinventing themselves, mm-hmm. that like it's just, mm-hmm. it's okay to take it slow and steady and one step at a time. Yeah. It's okay to say no and set boundaries and turn down great opportunities that yeah. might make you a lot of money. But if they're giving you a pit in your stomach or you just don't have time, it's mm-hmm. going to rob you of mm-hmm. rest. It's going to rob you of doing things you enjoy or from time with your family. Then yeah, just say when no. we were right at the point where we were kind of starting to close down Genesis Sign Company, it was it was really hard. It was really hard, really hard. Yeah. Um, and I remember Ryan saying like, Emily, because he's my business partner and we were doing this together and this was what we supported our family on. And so this was a really big decision. And so he said, um, Emily, it's like we're running a marathon and we're two miles away from the finish and you just want to stop. And I realized in that moment, like I never wanted to run a marathon. That I'm, I'm not motivated to run a marathon. I just want to go out for a jog. And so when the two of us have different goals, that's a whole yeah. different ride. And so oh, yeah. running a marathon is fantastic. If that is what you want to do and that is your goal, run that marathon. If you want to go for a yeah. jog, don't get signed up for a marathon because that's yeah. not that's not going to be the thing for you. Yeah. So that was like a really important learning experience is do you really want to do this? And I'm the type of person who I, I will just say yes and go along for the ride on most things. And this yeah. has caused me to really stop and go, is this really for me? Is this my job? Is this what I want to do? Is this the way that I can use my gifts best and works? And, and then, you know, you find people to help you with the things that you're not great at, but it it is this like very intentional, like, I don't want to just get signed up for a marathon if that's not what I want to do. And, Mm -hmm. or if I'm not equipped to do it and, um, and it's knowing ahead of time what you're, (laughs) what you're getting into. Right. Right. Man. That's it. That's it. Intentionality is, it really is everything. And, you know, too, I think, I, I, I know that it'll be encouraging for people because there are so many, like I said earlier, there are so many, you know, of us whose, you know, creative journeys or business journeys, um, they just don't fit this particular mold. And that's just okay. You know, I think that there's a lot, um, I had someone say to me during a pretty tough time in life, you know, that I just needed to, you know, get a real job and stop uh, pursuing the things, you know, that kind of led me to be curious. And it was really all over the place and it never made sense to them anyway. It was actually an old employee. I can just say that now. But, um, you know, <laughs> you know, and just just so uh, 
rude about it. And I remember, I remember thinking, I mean, that great for you, but just because I kind of veer this way in this moment and I veer that way in another moment doesn't mean it's purposeless. It's actually really purposeful. It's the best way to be purposeful. Now, for some of us, that doesn't always shake out in our careers. Sometimes that's just in our lives and, you know, whatever. But I mean, I do think that allowing yourself to evolve, allowing yourself to be curious about new things or old things you pick back up again, um, that's what keeps us in a place of being willing to learn and being willing to learn. That's how we just get better and dang better, you know, with age in all the ways, not just with work. And I'm just, sign me up for that. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) So anyway, that's great. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's, I love having guests. And you know, what's funny too, is that in this podcast, we always think like, oh, well, this topic's going to be fairly straightforward. And it always ends up going to a deep place. It always ends up going to you know, about the heart and who we are and what we want our days to look like. I think it's really hard to talk yeah. about um, creating and art and creative work and any kind of work without getting into all that. Yeah. So it's, so as usual, that's where our conversation went, but I, <laughs> right. I love the direction it went. And I think, I think it is going to be very encouraging for a lot of people. I hope, hope it will resonate. Um, but before we let you go, we wanted to know a creative contraption that you love using uh, regularly. I love um, you it. You said you did have something for us. I do. I love this question. Uh, I really love a very fine point scratchy pencil or pen. And mm-hmm. so the pencil that I use for all of my, I, I leave the watercolor or the pencil lines on my watercolors. So I really love the look of pencil <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan always is like, are you going to erase those lines? I'm like, no, it's my favorite part. I love it. <laughs> so I sketch first with a little fine point scratchy pencil. It's a tool TUL 0.5 um, mechanical pencil. I have 800 of them all around my house. My kids try to steal them and I steal uh-huh. them right back. Um, but that's what I, I like to take notes with this. I write in my journals with this. I draw with it. It's, everything. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'll have to try it. So we yeah. both use a, it's called a graph year 1000 and it's okay. also 0.5 and yeah. it's oh. also very fine, like scratchy pencil, probably very similar, yeah. but I'll have to, is yours I'll fancy? Is it expensive? Oh yes. It's like a $20. Pencil. Oh, well mine is like a $4 pencil. Okay. So, oh, well, there you go. There okay. we go. I should try the fancier More of those. <laughs> Oh, this one just has like a really nice weight Wait, to it, yeah. and it has like a little grip and, yeah. um, and then of course it has like an eraser and, and it retracts when you, um, pull the clip. I do like so the that, retracting part, you know? Yeah. So that if you, if yeah. you connect it to your journal or something, the lead's not going to break uh-huh. while you're, you know, moving uh-huh. around and you stick it in your purse. Yeah. So, and when I, but erase, I'll have to try that one. When I erase with mine, it pushes the lead up because it's that kind, oh, Okay. you know, where mm-hmm. you push the eraser part and the lead goes up. So so maybe I should upgrade. Maybe I should be fancy like you guys. Right. You we'll should, have to swap. Yeah, the, the eraser does not yeah. push in when you yeah. um, erase with okay. it. So you you might want to try. It's, yeah, it's called the Graph Gear 1000. It's Graph Gear 1000. Okay, yes. I'm writing it down. Sounds so uh, you can get it. industrial of us. <laughs> I know. It really, yeah. We're, so we're going to sell you on our pencil. Okay. <laughs> 
Should I come up with another contraption that's better? <laughs> no, oh, no, I'm going to well, get your us. pencil. <laughs> yeah. So I think people will be curious about it. What kind of watercolors are your favorite? Yeah. Um, I'm also not super fan. Well, I mean, currently I use Winsor & Newton tubes mostly. Yeah. And then I have some that are the Holbein um, tube. So I use two paints. I put them on a ceramic dish. Although I did just get a new palette from, I don't know, Mary and Sean, I think you guys have the same one. What is it? Uh, oh, is it Sylvan Clayworks? Yeah, Sylvan Clayworks. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I haven't Sylvan used Clayworks. it, but I've been eyeing these and I finally got one, which was so yeah. hard to get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I used, I used two paints, but you know what? For most of my, before I kind of really got into watercolor, I just used like a step up from a classroom set. That's one of the yeah. things that I love about watercolor. You can get really fancy with it, but I think it's so accessible. And that's why I think... Yeah. I love it for kids. Like you can, it's so inexpensive mm. and they can just yeah. ruin a set and whatever it's $10. So, um, it's, it's not, it's, I'm not super fancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my alarm was just going off. All right. There you go. It's time right. to be done. Even though I have my phone silenced, my alarm's right. going off. Well, I had to take a call in the middle of this. So we just, we just roll with things, you know, here. Sean had disappeared for a while, but we just. I know, I'm sorry. So if she was was quiet for a while, you're like, man, Emily and Marion, why don't you let Shauna have a word in? That's why. No, I was just gone. (laughs) Got up and left. It's all right. Well, yeah, that's great. So if you want to, if you want to see Emily's artwork, all that you can see her on Instagram and if she's shared her website a few times. And of course we'll share her on yeah. our social media so you can go connect with her. You, I think what I like about following you is there's a lot of different things to connect with. Like I think some people yeah. connect with your art, some people connect with more of your journaling type posts. Yeah. Um, other people just connect with, you know, you as a mother and a designer and a creative. So I think there's a lot of things for people to connect with on yeah. your Instagram and your blog and um, I always enjoy following people like that that are very like multi-dimensional. Well, so. even that is not like the smartest way to do. You should like have a niche and stick to it. But here I am. I'm like, I don't know, you guys. I'm just oh, here's oh what we're, we're so doing. like uh, totally. We're yeah. so anti. Well, we're not anti-niche. We're like, if you do one, if you do one thing and you do it well and you That's love right. it, then go for it. But but we're both. Shauna says we have our fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, yeah we do. We, <laughs> that's how we are. And then you know, what, I think that's what makes you more relatable because yeah. you're a person and you, and all people have lots of things that they like doing. They don't only talk about, you know, decorating their house or whatever. So yeah. I don't, that just seems to be more of a vein that I, that is me too. I get me, it. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Emily. It's been so good to talk to you. Just, uh, you're such a delight. And yes, um, We'll have to have you back on again at some point. Do you know when your children's book is coming out? Is that anywhere? Yep. It's October. Yep. October 5th. And it's my birthday on that day. So it will be. That one is a project. I would love to talk about it um, when it comes out because it was a whole. I have never written a children's book or illustrated a children's book. I was very very intimidated, but that has been a. I've wanted to write a children's book for as long as I can remember. So that oh, one will be really special when it comes out. Um, and so we'll turns- have you back to talk about yeah. that, yeah. that creative process yeah. of like doing, so- signing up to do something that you haven't actually done before. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> sort of learning as you go. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have you back then and we'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. I would love to. All right. Well, next week we're going to talk about, um, so Shauna talking about like, um, 
taking on a creative challenge to like start mm. doing something, kind of working your yeah. way into your creativity. Um, Sean has taken on a, a painting challenge. And so yeah. next week we're going to talk a, a little bit more about that, how doing really feeds creating. Yeah. And so we, we hope you'll join us next week for that episode. If all of our computers work, let's just <laughs> right. To be let's determined. Hope that happens. <laughs> but then if so, we'll be here with a new episode. Thank you for listening to the creative exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by a Walker spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.